Happy Hotline Holidays! Holy moly, it's here! It's Hotline League episode 58. I know, I know, you've been waiting. You've been waiting ever since we did the live version in Vegas for this show to come back, and it is back. And right now, people on YouTube are like, he's so loud. But you know what? It's just because I'm excited because the show is starting. We're, we, listen, we don't normally do this, but we have, for the, actually, I think she might be the only person to ever be here in studio. Uh, we've got twice now. Shox is on the show uh, here in Los Angeles in the Travis Gafford Industry Studio. Uh, we've got Mark Zimmerman. He just uh, woke up from a nap, and he's here as well. And by the way, got to say, sponsored by uh, Alienware this episode. So thank you so much to Alienware. Really appreciate it. We'll uh, talk about them more later in the uh, in the show. And by the way, if you're watching, uh, you can click a link in the description <laughs> to join the giveaway or exclamation mark giveaway in the chat to join that. Uh, without further ado, let's get into the show. I'm joined first off by my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Great. I um, received the laptop that the Alienware sponsorship sent me, and so I've been spending all day getting it up and running. And uh, it's weird. I had an Alienware before, but I have like this weird emotional attachment to it where I know like where all my files are and everything's like exactly how I want it. And like I have to break this one in. Yeah. That's not emotional attachment. That's just it, it's 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 weird. Like I, you know, I had like a, a moment where I was like, do I really want to set this up today, even though it's a vastly better computer? I, I ended up doing it. But well, I'm uh, I'm glad to do that. I'm hearing we have an echo. This is the problem with Twitch chat. They never they would literally wait until the production until the show starts to, to alert me of any production issues we're having. Wow, are you slogging off your viewers? No. I don't know I what that means. I'm we're also joined to... right now by Shocks. How's it going, Shocks? It's going very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It's yeah. my favorite hotline league. What does Ooh, that mean? That tweet. That's my favorite hotline league. Um is that what you hotline tweeted? League is live is live. No, I said it's live. Okay. What are you saying, Mark? Uh, my tweet is not worded very well, but I'm not going to redo it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Shox, how was, how was All-Stars? Because you were working All-Stars all weekend. Uh, All-Stars was really nice. You were there as well. Um, it, was. it was one of my favorite All-Stars yet. Uh, and there's been a lot. And it's like a tricky one, you know, because what is it supposed to be? Nobody freaking knows. Yeah. Um, but I definitely like the fact that there were more influencers there it was a lot of fun i personally think the days were a bit too long i don't know how it came across on stream but like the days where we had a lot of 2v2s and regular 5v5s and the tandem and the 1v1s it was like okay we're going for a while um which i don't know if, if the viewers feel the same but yeah. for us it's it was definitely like oh gosh this yeah. is this is a very long day um but it was still very entertaining got to work with tyler that was cool um so yeah good stuff very cool. Well, I, uh, yeah, I, I heard that people were saying that Tyler one was coming for your job. Is that true? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, uh, he was really good. Uh, I like, he's always in character, mm -hmm. so I don't know how exhausting it is. Probably not very for him because he's always streaming and he's always, when I talk to him, uh, not on air. He's also kind of like that, but he's also super nice and he was willing to learn. He was asking for feedback. Uh, it was awesome. So Yeah. Yeah, Twitch chat spamming Tyler one emotes right now. Great. Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, and maybe we can get some calls in about this, is but like I have seen uh, in my chat before, people say like people think that you're leaving League of Legends because they read one headline on Reddit and didn't click the link, 
and are very confused. So, and the, some people were like, "Oh, she's at All Stars. I thought she was leaving League." Yeah. Um, so, what is the story? Are you looking at my hair standing up here? No, that's fine. Or my uh, there's there's a little speck of something right in the front of your hair, but it's nobody on ch- chat can see it. And I just glanced at it once. It's like <laughs> it's like fiber. Do you want? I can get it. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Here we go. I'm good. Okay. And oh. Okay, I got it. Maybe snot from when I... I don't think it's snot. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, No, I'm definitely not leaving League of Legends. I'm freelance. It just means that I can do League of Legends and I can do other things. Um, And I just wanted to because I've only been doing League for so long and I love League. But, you know, maybe I want to dip my toes in some other water. Um, And to answer your question, I'll be heavily involved still with LEC, European LCS, of course. Yeah. Rebrand, we had a couple of workshops already about content for next year and everything, so don't you guys worry. And I wasn't at All-Star, so I I love League. Um, Um, Do you know if there's any difference between our two statuses? Um, Not like you need to reveal if there is, but just like, because that's that's probably... That's what I was going to say. It's it's very similar, I assume, to Mark. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what, but like all I can say is that I'm completely freelance. So as of now, I just work uh, for Riot on like, you know, we made a deal for All Star. I went to All Star. Um, Now I'm not connected to anything and I can basically do whatever I want. Some things I shouldn't do in, you know... So my career would still advance, but, you know, yeah. technically I could do whatever. I can stream. Uh, I mean, they could already before, but I don't. Yeah, I think it's kind of similar. Mark, I'm you not can, sure. You can get independent sponsorships. Yeah. You can stream and get, like, donations, and it's not weird. Well, the whole shebang. Shox is going to ball out is what I'm hearing. Uh, by the way, Papa Smithy yeah. in the chat says, Shox leaves me like regional success left my region. What? Hi, well, Papa. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <clears throat> have you posted I mean, a picture? Or go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's it's the same for me. Like I, I basically like I know I, I run things by Riot to make sure that I'm not doing anything bad. Like I know they have the only thing I know that I've ever been like been told no to is like gambling websites, but that's fine because I don't really yeah. want to do those. I think a lot of it is like I'm not I'm looking to have a long lasting relationship with Riot as of you. So uh, I have enough common sense i think um as does my management but uh, if there's ever something i would definitely run it by them to be like hey is this all right um so i think it's similar yeah um uh mark Z, can you here i'm gonna type it to you i i think something's fucked up with my skype i have two skype windows open yeah maybe that's just the new skype i just muted no i think it was just really fucked we're working on the Mark Z Echo and the Mark Z situation. Uh, he just he had a technical switch this week, and so we haven't had a chance to to check everything I out. Blame, I think it's on your end. I'm blaming you. All right, sure. I'll take ownership of it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> as so, far as I can tell, everything is is under the right settings. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, it's weird because I don't hear the echo, so it makes it very hard for me to troubleshoot. But hopefully, uh, well, only, the only thing I was thinking was maybe I'm coming through your speakers into the microphone on OBS. But that's what I thought too. But we haven't had this issue before, so. Um, all right. Anyway, so this episode is going to be interesting. We're going to talk about All Stars. Uh, there is some roster stuff that got announced uh, in the past week, I think, and we can talk about that. Uh, you guys can call and you can ask questions about Shock's situation, what it means, why does she decide to do it. Sounds like I'm pregnant. Uh, <laughs> you can call in and ask about Shock's situation. I don't know if that's what it means at all. 
Um, I we did an I did an interview that's out right now with Ocelot where he talked about uh, the poaching accusations. I don't we don't really have much information there, but if somebody really feels strongly about that, they have a good take about it. That's good too. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of what else came out in the past week, um, but. I think that's mostly it. You guys might have ideas, and it's the end of the season, so we can uh, open up the lines to have a lot of different stuff uh, going on. So, um, uh, Is the uh, St. Vicious uh, thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. We can talk about the St. Vicious <laughs> thing as well, yeah. All right, cool, because that was the first guy I pulled already. So. Okay, cool. Oh, you've already started pulling people. Well, before you pull any more people, hopefully you can explain how this works. Yeah, I just wanted to be proactive. Oh, it's just so wholesome. Yeah. Someone's asking what's everyone's favorite LOL team. Yeah. All right, so if people have not seen the show before, the way this works is we have a Discord um, spamming in Twitch chat right now. So you're going to want to join up on that Discord. When you get there, you need to join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2. You can mute yourself once you're in there. Uh, I need you in there. So if you end up getting selected, I can pull you into another room. Once you're there, you need to type your topics, whatever it is you want to talk about, in Pleb Topics or Sub Topics if you're subbed. Um, you know, make sure you try and write your takedown. So if someone was saying, you know, What's going on with all the English broadcast streams of some of the other regions? See, feeling like they're getting downsized or something like, you know, do you think that's good, bad, whatever it is? If I like your topic, I'll pull you into the waiting room. Uh, once you're there, you'll sit there until it's your turn to go on. I'll hop in the room, do a quick mic check with you to make sure that you are good to go. And then we'll pull you into the on-air room where you can directly ask Travis, Shocks, and myself. One other thing that I'm going to do in the second half of the show, I'm going to tease something that is uh – going to be coming out tomorrow morning um but i think i can kind of do a little bit of leaking about it tonight um so just wait around for the second half of the show we got some cool stuff coming um looks like we've got some people coming into the waiting room by the way if you are a sub that does allow you to put your topic in the subtopic chat so that kind of helps us out well mark screen people at all or uh mark goes down there and talks to them Hmm. you were on the show previously yeah, I didn't. I just thought Mark didn't have that much to say. Yeah, he's uh, he's a quiet guy. Spe- he's frozen. Speaking of subs, no, he's just deep in thought. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't uh, think so. Can you move? He's no. fro- yeah. <laughs> See, it's completely fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm so confused, dude. Like, I just tried to switch rooms, and I can still hear you guys. Okay, wait, really? On Discord? <laughs> oh, we've got an internet connection problem going on between me and Mark. So hopefully the internet comes back just What's fine. a bit? If someone gives you 500 bits, is that $500? Uh, 500 bits is $5. Wow. A, a one bit is one penny That's if great. you're in the U.S. That's great. Um, uh, okay. So uh, while Mark is in the other room uh, pull, pulling people, I want to shout out to uh, Fly Twist for six months, USS Bob Saget. <laughs> Pinky24, I'm Elvis4 for 10 months, Gaffigan here to support Simmers with his mic issue, Pilgrim Panda for 4 months, Sport CTC for 11, almost a year, yeah, coming wow. up on a year, and uh, Duanasaur, who resubbed with a Tier 2 sub, thank you for the Tier 2 sub, really appreciate it, 3 months in a row. So, if you resub, right, like, I'm just subbed to some people, and it just automatically, like, keeps subbing, but yeah. they have messages. With Twitch Prime... You have to reset. I'm a club. Yeah. Yes. I'm a well, club. I don't also, have to prime. As long as you're subbed to someone, like you can choose when they see it. So like it might have already charged you, but you can press like the you know, like I'm yeah. subbed again kind of button. You go to their channel after it's charged you again and you can, it'll say like alert and put in a I'm message such a or newbie. It's okay, you're gonna learn a lot. It's gonna be great. Uh, thank you for the thousand bits, Shabits eighty one. See that's ten dollars. 
I was doing the calculations, well, sure, but, but I can't quite get bucks. there. Yeah, so exactly. Glad you told me. Yes, yeah, shocks will be streaming. We'll talk about that later on the show. We do have a person here, though. So, yeah. They, welcome to the show again, Tom Shu. I remember you. Oh, yeah. I was the last guy from the uh, previous show. So, uh, how you doing? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being a Twitch sub as Keep well, by the way. Um, what, where are you calling from? Remind me. Uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia. Hampton Roads, Virginia. Okay. Hampton Road. Here we go. <laughs> West Virginia. Are you, to think, are you trying to think country roads? <laughs> no. Yeah, take me home. Hampton Roads. Close enough. <laughs> Tom Shu, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show today? Okay, um, I was a little surprised that uh, I got pulled on first, but uh, I did want to talk about the uh, St. Vicious situation and uh, some of the things that we can learn from it. So, yeah. um, if I was surprised you got pu- pulled first with this topic too, but Mark decided was, to start the show. It was literally the first topic I saw. That's yeah. it. Like he, if you look at subtopics, it's still the most. There's one before him. Which yeah, was uh, about the the event numbers. <laughs> Yeah, like, normally I would, I would, I would suggest we save this, you know, for the middle yeah, of the show. You want to save this for a little bit later? Because no, 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 no. Tom, shoot, we're in, and and Lokodoku just hosted us with 169 <laughs> viewers. Of course, it would end with 69 if it's from Lokodoku. But uh, we let's talk. Let's talk about this. We so, try to run away from this, Travis. Is that what it is? Get into the <laughs> talk about Tom, shoot. Give show. me your topic. All right. Okay. Let's do it then. All right. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, the whole Saint Vicious fiasco. For uh, anyone who doesn't know, that um, Saint Vicious uh, went uh, was uh, streaming a couple weeks ago, and he went on this trip stream uh, talking about uh, depression and how he felt that some like depression was sort of like like more of like a made up disease, and that people who have the disease can just get over it and stop being little uh, b words, if you know what I mean. Um, I well, I'm not definitely not condoning what Saint Vicious has to say, but. I feel like I understand what he's where he's coming from. Like as a person who comes from a military background, like both my family, both my parents were in the military, then I sort of understand that the view, of course, you know, St. Vicious actually served in the Navy, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was the Navy. Yeah, he served in the Navy for a couple years. And the um yeah, the military sort of has a very regressive view on mental health and dealing with depression and things like that. And it's been there for a couple, it's been like that way for like the past 20 years or so. But, and so I understand like where he may get that like sort of viewpoint, but you know, that kind of thinking can be very dangerous, especially when it comes to dealing with like the mental health of your players. And especially when you consider like, these are five people, five like young socially, like possibly socially awkward teenagers that you're pulling away from their parents across the world and pulling them all in Los Angeles in front of bright lights and you're expecting them to practice high pressure environments and things like that and it can be really tough on your mental and if you're doing like if you're if you're just saying like an illness is made up like like St. Vicious is saying it can really have really lead someone down a very dangerous dark path and I wanted to get some of your opinions on like what's going on with St. And uh, do you think if there's anything that we can learn about this going forward? I mean, one thing I want to say is that I I'm, don't come from a military background and I don't know what any of that is like. But I would think that someone in a profession who has struggled historically with PTSD not being recognized as something that was really a thing. And people didn't really know when it first occurred in shell shock after World War One, like what it was and stuff. And in, in a profession that deals with a lot of these factors I actually found it more mind-boggling 
that he said that. Um, I was just really taken aback. I know Saint um, is usually like he he just you know says what's in his head, um, but I just thought that was really really a wrong take. And um, I think you can say like I don't know about the topic, and in my opinion X or Y. But just phrasing it the way he did in connection with the fact that he is um, as said responsible for young kids or like kids or, or you know growing adults who who may go through these things is just. Yeah, it's very unbecoming. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, you want to go, Travis? No, no, go I for it. I have a longer take. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, because you, I mean, you've done the coaching stuff before, and I think you've worked with Saint, right? So. Yeah, and I think for people who don't know Saint, like, he can be prone to hyperbole. Um, so, like, you know, who knows if these were his, like, if you sat him down and were like, tell me exactly what you think versus, like, I'm streaming and this is off the cuff kind of thing. So I don't want to, you know, try and say what I think he was saying. Um, but yeah, obviously it's real and it's a disease and all that stuff. Um, but I think I have, I have two different thoughts on it. Like one, what he, one of the things he said that I think probably resonates with more people than anyone's ever going to admit, which is like, he said at some point he was depressed or something. I, I think he clarified in a, a, a Reddit comment as well. He said like, and he like, you know, made the adjustments in his life to try and get out of it, which is, I think something that at some point in their life, a lot of people will hit like a very major slump, whether or not it's clinically diagnosed as depression or not. And then like, if someone makes their own steps to turn their life around and fix that problem, that slump, it's very easy to fall into a mindset of like, this is what I did to get out of my slump. And then you try and apply it to people who like are in a different situation, but yeah. you don't, you don't understand it's a different situation. So like, I think a lot of people like myself included have gone through like a pretty rough period of time. Uh, from like a mental perspective. And then a lot, a lot of people were like, you know what, I'm going to quote unquote man up and I'm going to go fix my problems and make a concerted effort on, on improving things. And like, when you are successful at that, you try and tell people to do the same thing. And I think that's like, even though saying it's not real is what he said, that's crazy to me. I, I think a lot more people can fall into the trap of thinking like I got over this through this, like this way why can't other people? And I think that's, that's something I, I can kind of understand what he was saying, but like, yeah. don't, you know, don't agree with his, his like takeaway from it. But like, I think that's something that does happen to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think, think it opens up an interesting conversation uh, at this time in the league community, especially because like some of the players have talked about how they've had uh, issues before and like being a pro, being a streamer, um, a lot of this stuff can be very ironically isolating. Like, um, I did an interview with Pokimane around this time last year. And then also we, she talked about it, I think a little bit in the, the interview I did with her halfway through the year, um, just about how like sort of streaming alone can be like that. Uh, pro players, they like move sometimes to different countries to be a part of the stuff. So, um, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate what his comments were, but I, I think it's been really cool to see like, Let's put it this way. This, the league community at times comes out all over the place on, uh, on issues like this stuff. And what I saw in the response where everyone was like, uh, what is it? Like, this ain't it, dog, or whatever. But did the, you need that to realize that, that he just that was awful? No, right? No, this no, is no. one of those. No. But I just mean, like, it's, it's, I, am, I am impressed that the community had a pretty mature reaction to it and a pretty, like, united reaction to it, uh, which I think is refreshing to see. Yeah, and also the fact yeah. that the Voiboy thing happened right before. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. And, and one thing I'll say, too, is, like, 
I think a lot of people don't understand depression. And like when you come from this like man up background that he supposedly came from, it's like it doesn't apply. But a lot of people don't like I don't understand depression. Like I lit like my best friend and girlfriend both suffer from it. And so like I have more access to like the day to day of what that's like. And there's like different kinds. It manifests itself in different ways. And like if you don't have that like level of exposure, you're probably not like, I still don't get it if I'm being honest. Like, yeah. I mean, it goes back to a fundamental thing, which I think maybe Satan puts his foot in his mouth quite often. Um, and I don't think anyone should excuse it with, you know, coming from X or Y background or whatnot. I just, and, and also to give him credit, um, his apology seemed really heartfelt. Yeah. And I also do believe in giving people second chances. And I hope you know, in a way with this, he's going to go back and be like, all right, you know what? I have to read up on this. And many other people will as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's go ahead, Mark. That was the other thing I was going to touch on. It's like the fly quest response to it. Like, obviously yeah. what he said was fucking yeah. wrong. Everyone agreed. Um, and he was getting blasted already by the internet and the community. Do I think that was too much by fly quest. I, so there's, there's two outs. I'll give fly quest. Cause I, I don't know what happened. On the one hand, maybe Saint legitimately resigned on his own because that's what it said, resigned. Everyone who's ever been in the business world knows that like you're given the opportunity to resign before you get fired more often than not. So you don't say have to say you got fired or something. Um, but maybe maybe he really did resign. Second, maybe FlyQuest did approach him and they're like, bro, what the fuck was this all about? And he like doubled down to them behind the scenes and that's when they let him go. But if their response to this was just to instantly like within a day fire him, I think that's the wrong approach. And I don't know, dude. Like, I, uh, within a day and, like, everything everything should be talked about. But um, it, it is that, I mean, we in the not-so-near past, we did also have issues about, you know, conduct in, in houses and stuff and, and management and whatever. It's just so important uh, that that's a healthy environment. But if it went from okay, we saw this clip, he's fired. Then, of course, I also don't agree with it. But Right, but, like, I think, you know, they, they've worked with him for a year. Yeah. If they had problems, it was the off-season. They could have split from him before. It's, it, from, from what I can tell, they were plenty happy with Saints' involvement with the organization prior to that. And I think what he said was really stupid. I'm not, I'm not going to defend that. But, like, you had an opportunity as an organization to do something, like, actually really positive. You could have suspended him for a little bit and made him go to courses that explained it to him or something. And, like, you could have – I think, hmm. you know, it's a business and you can run it however you want at the end of the day. But if – I don't I don't, I don't, don't look at their decision and go, like, what a yeah, great – Yeah, to be clear, you don't know if it was their decision also, right? Like, we don't right, know. Right, exactly. Like, I don't yeah. know, but, like, assuming, assuming FlyQuest had some say in how they wanted to handle this – I don't think cutting someone for what's going to end up being a, a minor, somewhat major PR problem is, is a good decision in the long term because, like, yeah, he was ignorant and what he said was stupid. Yeah, but like, Mark, to them, it's not hopefully not just a PR problem. It is also anyone who's a fan and who deals with this issues like you're doing them a huge disservice also. But I, well, I also follow I, your reasoning that then they should educate him also on the topic. It's more right, about like setting a precedent. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's a weird precedent to set for someone in this like who speaks for a living. You know, like I don't know what I'm ignorant about and like I don't ever want to be ignorant about anything to that level. But like it's the kind of thing where you're not informing more people by doing it this way. Right. Like you're not taking his fuck up a negative thing and turning it into a positive. You're washing your hands of it realistically. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you're not. 
I, I would I would say like I would be really impressed with FlyQuest as an organization if they suspended him for a little bit and said like the only way you're getting your job back is if you agree to do these courses and then like hopefully in the future he really does learn and then in the future he can talk about it and you can make a negative experience into a positive versus just saying like ah we don't want to deal with this and okay up. yes one theoretical scenario since we are just it's all like nothing is yeah, a, yeah we, don't, we don't know what that really yeah is. one theoretical scenario is that what if there's someone in that team right now who's dealing with severe mental issues and all of a sudden you realize this person that has been interacting with them for a year holds these views and could have done some damage like there's a lot of yeah yeah and i think totally fair um I don't know. All I know is like from what I heard about the team, the FlyQuest team environment, I heard they had the best team environment of any team all year long. And that's why they were able to, for the most part, by most analysts' expectations, outperform their talent level. Um, and so like maybe this was going on behind the scenes, but everything I've heard about FlyQuest was it was actually a great environment. Um, I uh, my, my perspective, at least uh, uh, on, like if I put myself in the shoes of FlyQuest, uh, here's what I think. FlyQuest is a brand that hasn't really established itself in the league space despite two years. If it's the off season, I'm thinking, okay, what do teams or what do fans think of us? Like we've been around for two years. We're going into next year. What is our brand? What does it look like, et cetera? We want to establish fans. And I think that holding on to Saint after a situation like this is uh, risky and that like, are you? Do you want to be known what as the fans brand? What are you going to lose? What's that? What fans are you going to lose? Like, I well, so, yeah, I just mean like, if 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 everyone doesn't really have much of a like, what do you think of when you think of FlyQuest? Like, I it's for me, it's like a white slate. Like, I don't think they've established themselves yet as a brand, and so if one of the few things on that white slate is like a a pretty big black mark of like this dude that said this thing and then is still at the organization, I feel like that's. A risky maneuver. I I agree. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying like I understand as a business why you just want to be done with it. Yeah. But I also think as a brand that doesn't have fans and doesn't have an identity and who oftentimes preaches like family and brotherhood and all this stuff. If you've ever like seen how they talk about things, like I think it would have been really cool if they. I mean, maybe they did try this right. You know, who knows? But like, yeah, we don't know. So maybe we I, should I not. Think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe not. But I think just. It seemed very reactionary, given that it was a day later. But who knows? Um, yeah, Tom, uh, what do you uh, you want to give us like a final thought on the topic? Yeah, I mean that's true. It's like all you can do is speculate. But I think the important thing to take away is that like every everybody is different, and like what what may work, what may like solve a problem or depression from one person may not work for another. And I just want one more short follow up question. Do you think um, Saint Vicious will actually be able to like get another job in LCS after this whole thing blows over? Um, I would think so. I don't know for sure, but like, given how many things have gone wrong for different people at different points in esports, and they still get jobs, you know, I don't. Maybe maybe this one's more severe, but I don't know. I I would think not. Are you sure? I no, I'm not. I don't know. I I have no idea, but I just know that like plenty of times people have gotten into problems, and yeah, I think his I think his reaction was apology. And he'd oh, yeah. be able to get the job back, but I think his reaction was respectable enough and gave him a good enough like like the community seemed to accept his reaction and thought it was pretty good. So I would imagine there are certain teams that would not hire him. For instance, Golden Guardians, who have made who have cut coaches before, 
because of uh, outside issues. Or uh, I think Team Liquid, who is like the type of team who feels pretty strongly on presenting like a, a strong face on like diversity and inclusion issues and social issues. Uh, but there are probably some other orgs out there that I think might not feel as strong, like might feel like his apology was sufficient. So I feel like out of the other nine orgs outside of FlyQuest, there's a chance for him to get picked up. I just want to throw in one more thing about the going back more to the depression thing. Someone in chat mentioned that like there's a difference between clinical depression and like an emotional thing, uh, which I think is important to note that just like if anyone watching right now doesn't, you know, like kind of get the difference between the two, I think it's it's important to note because like, that kind of emotional depression that you hear about. And it's actually what culture talks more about. I think it's portrayed in movies and in, in life and books and stuff is like, Oh, I got dumped. I got fired. A, a close loved one died. And you go into like an emotional depressive state versus like the clinical depression. And I'm not a doctor. So like, you know, please don't, don't hold me exactly to this. But like the, the people in my life have, have clinical depression is like, it's not a specific cause. It's not a slump or a period of time. It's like a lifelong, chemical imbalance or something in the brain and it like you know it's 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 vastly different and i think people don't hear about that real clinical depression nearly as much as what they see about like other things and i think it's just to take a moment to educate people like it's super super different from what i understand I, i would just be careful because like i also think no mental problems should be swept under the rug regardless and if you have yeah if you're emotionally depressed and you just you fucking can't deal That should also be dealt with. But yeah, as you say, I think we probably all need to read up on the topic. I mean, I, you know, I suffer from insomnia. I have for my entire life. That stuff sometimes drives me crazy. Like I want to scratch open the walls and my brain because I feel so bad and stuff like that. I actually feel like I'm going crazy. So there's a lot of things to deal with and a lot of things we don't understand because it's your brain at the end of the day. And like, and it's, it's yourself and everyone's different. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, my girlfriend has it just, like, for no reason, you know, just has a bad, like, her brain just decides it's going to be a bad day. And it's, yeah. it's it's not, like, a trigger. It's not anything. It's just, like, this is just a, a chemical thing. I, I have no idea. It's just crazy. And, and I think people don't, don't understand it because it gets simplified or poorly explained or and stuff like this. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Tom. Any final thoughts on the way out? Uh, yeah, again, I'm sorry for coming on and doing this so early. I mean, I figured this was like a really important personal topic that might have been better for better for later in the show, but I'm glad that we went ahead and discussed it anyway, because I think a lot of people can uh, get a lot of good for it. And uh, remember to support your uh, NA mid laners, Demonte, Golden Glue, all of them. One life equals one NA mid laner. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> have a good one. All right. Have a great one, guys. Bye. Yeah, you too. All right. Mark is going to go grab the <laughs> next caller. Uh, let's see. Thank you, Fred the Free, for 100 bits. Uh, Lokodoka, who's hosted for 169. Uh, Crynopsa, four months. Uh, Calumi Proto, for nine months. Oh, yeah, by the way, we do want to talk about the uh, ri- the League of Legends view- viewership stuff. Mark, have you, have we, do we have anybody in queue for League of Legends viewership numbers yeah, that got released we today? Do. Do, you want, do you want them to go first? No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I just wanted to make sure that um, we thought, because I didn't mention that at the beginning of the show, so. Um, Let's see, we got Elophis. Is that how you say your name? I honestly don't know, so that works. You don't know how to say your name. Are you on someone I, else's account? No, I I, made, I got this name out of a random name generator in World of Warcraft a while back, and it kind of just stuck, so I couldn't tell you how to pronounce it. Well, I am telling you how to pronounce it. It's Elophis. Uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. Thank you, Elophis. Where are you calling from? 
I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Okay, well, welcome to the show. <laughs> um, Pretty much, shocks. That's uh, that's very accurate. What uh, what do you want to talk about on the show today? So I uh, kind of stole a topic from Mick Chicken, but I got some some stuff to add on to it. He wanted to talk about how the uh, English streams of the LCK and the LPL are slowly getting downsized um, due to just about everyone leaving them. People like Fruskern, who's going to the LEC, um, and he wanted to talk about how that kind of affects the streams and whether it's worth riot looking into getting more talent to keep these streams going is this but there's a, so there's two there's like the difference between those like people leaving and then there's the others that are getting well i think maybe he's suggesting they're in dire they look like they're potentially in mm. dire straits like what is the future of the lpl and yeah. lec broadcast yeah, yeah, sorry that's, that's uh, the big L- thing because especially on the lpl you know like two of the seven english people that were there are left and everyone else has left and gone to different games or different regions and you know they don't really have an identity right now because they just lost all of their casters and is it worth you know rebuilding this up for the few people that can tune into lpl and LP- lck given like the weird times they're at at least for us people in the States. I think it's different. Cause like I, for LCK, I don't really follow you because I think LCK is doing still really, really good. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's a really good time zone for me. So I always get to tune in and I see a lot of people interacting and tuning in, but they are also in need of talent. Um, and I'm starting to think like, okay, so in the back end European LCS wise, we always have open applications for casters and stuff. And it's weird because there are a lot of people, but somehow we don't like the right people don't end up on the broadcast very often. I don't know why that's such a like, what's that called? A bottleneck situation because there's definitely a lot of people that want to cast, right? Um, But there's a difference between that and the people who end up there. I think for LPL specifically, um, I mean, I don't know, but that's like anything that's like if it's LCK or LPL, so in China or in uh, Korea, that is very far away from home for a lot of people and very different cultures. So I don't know if that is working into it. If maybe, you know, it's not that appealing for people. It would be for me. I'd love to live over there, for instance, but I could understand that that's a factor. What? China or Korea? Um, Well, both given like the right setup, but... um, Oh. Uh, yeah, like a gas mask to breathe oxygen. <laughs> you live in uh, LA. <laughs> I know. I should glass and stone houses or, or whatever stone yes. and glass houses. Yeah, don't throw glass and stone houses because you'll step It'll on it and shatter cut your foot. and reflect on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Great analogy, Mark. This is why. Thanks. This is why. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, I actually kind of. I mean, I feel like they should just use LPL as like a uh, area to sort of grow talent. Like, yeah. I think. Like there's there's not a great way to enter LCK or sorry, LEC or NALCS right now. Like there's not a really great direct path. And so I think having people start on a broadcast that is a little smaller, uh, but still has some like veterans like a Raz or a Papa Smithy, like to kind of help you. I think that's actually kind of a cool thing. And and that way you don't need to necessarily worry as much about. Uh, what the viewership is and the return is and all that stuff. I mean, you probably still should, but it's not the end of the world if uh, if they're on a, a show that has a little less I also don't understand why not more people watch the LPL broadcast. I mean, okay, so there's a the lot of delays thing, always, and it's not... for us in the States, shocks, is just that the, the LPL and the LCK broadcast, which happen at the same time, um, for me, I'm on Pacific time. It's like 3 a.m. Yeah. for us. 
So it's it's definitely a lot easier for you in Europe to catch those. Well, yeah, I, I would also say. wanted to to ask Travis. So I don't know if it was Travis or Shox who, but you um, talked about the L, uh, LPL being a good place to kind of raise casters up um, and maybe get them LCS ready. How do you think the logistics of that would work? Being able to, you know, convince someone to move to another country. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't laughing at you. It's, it's all good. You know, convincing someone to move across, you know, across the seas to another country, to try to learn how to cast with, you know, the potential of maybe being able to make it to one of these big regions that both have a very big, very diverse group of casters. You know, how would that how would that work out? Well, I also so when it comes to rising up in League of Legends to get to like the worlds and stuff, it's become very very difficult. I think for for other casters, like because there's such a big part of eight tier casters that are really good at what they do and have been there for so long. It seems incredibly daunting for me. Um, I mean, it happens, right? Look at Captain Flowers. But I feel like he was kind of a unicorn and he was like at the right place at the right time, you know, also in NA and stuff and like that all happened. But I think that's very, very difficult uh, for anyone at this point to like go all the way from the bottom all the way to the top. Yeah. But I don't know what you guys think. Mark? I have a couple different thoughts. One, like it's got to cost more actually to put someone in the LPL for Riot than it is to put them in, in North America or EU, right? Yeah. Like, are you sure? I don't know. I'm, that's well, what I was thinking. But like, you got to over visas and stuff, right? Yeah, like it, visas it, and legal and everything. Right, like it. And housing, helping them with everything in their lives because they don't speak the language. Right, like that's what I was gonna say. Is like you might want to grow casters there, but like usually, what's nice about D leagues and sports is that you get to save money while like hopefully growing these people and stuff. But like, I don't even know if it's actually. Like it might be just more expensive than having them sit around the office in, in EU and try and take reps behind other people. Like that's that's where I think should the broadcast be run out of like EU? Honestly, I don't fucking know. But like, doesn't sound it, like the worst idea to me. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I don't know how terrible. that works with like firewalls and stuff. I don't know if that's an issue at all. I don't but, think that's an issue. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're not super informed on this, but but as far as I can tell, like there's a personal cost of like, all right, give up everything you ever know in your life to move to China to like pursue this dream. And then there's the riot cost as well. And I don't know how many people like the Venn diagram aligns that that makes sense, you know? So maybe that's why there's, it, it feels like it's hard to find people to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just interesting. I, I think that the future of LCK is a little bit more bright than the LPL broadcast because I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's this weird thing where Riot has tried to give production value to the LPL broadcast, but hasn't really supported it that much. And everybody, they spent a lot of time talking about like Faker and Korea wins worlds all the time and all that stuff. Maybe we'll see viewership go up now that LPLs win worlds. But I just I worry that that stream is not. It it doesn't get the viewership or the promotion that it needs to justify having somebody over there. So it's, yeah, I kind of feel like you should just like it might not be that bad to have somebody like just put people in Europe and then cast from there. I actually kind of like that idea, but I don't like obviously know there is the fact of the proximity to also kind of because isn't 
Actually, it would only make it easier because they're traveling a lot with the new stadiums for the teams and stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just also think that there there is oversaturation, right, at this point. Like, yeah. in, in the regular season, uh, as with, like, leagues rise, but all the rest as well, you know. Yeah. In, in any given week, you're like, all right, so now I'm watching... Uh, you know, Overwatch League. I'm watching NALCS because I'm no, from no NA. No one's watching Overwatch League. I watch, <laughs> I watch a bit of LEC. I definitely want to catch that SKT game. Um, there's this Fortnite program on. Like, it's exhausting yeah. nowadays. So, unfortunately, some things fall. And I don't have the answer as to why that's LPL because they're world champions. They have some of the most exciting players in the world, some exciting stories and fandom around everything. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The other thing I, I like, while the Twitch viewership is not good, um, I wonder how it is. Like they, they they broadcast English streams on other stuff too, right? Like I think I read in one of the Reddit threads that like the Chinese stream of the English stream. I don't really know how to say. Yeah. Like the, uh, actually is somewhat popular for people who are like trying to learn English or yeah. something. Oh yeah. And Frost Curran is like a superstar because of, because of that. They're really, it's like you know she's their girl and stuff. So yeah, right. that can't so be just might, by the English stream. Yeah, we must. We, we're probably pretty biased against our opinion of, of it, just because we see like, oh, 10k viewers on average for LPL, that can't be worth it. But like, who knows what's what's actually happening over there? Yeah. Elofis, uh, any final thoughts on the way out? Sorry, we just need to to move along a little bit. Yeah, I, I just had one other quick thing I wanted to um, bring up that uh, did not see at all in the topic room, and that was just talking about how Riot has started um, shutting down some of the licensed uh, licensed broadcasts in languages other than English in the LEC, such as the uh, Hungarian broadcast. We saw a, um, an article on a Hungarian esports site about how a lot of these smaller countries that um, were doing their own licensed broadcasts were getting their, their broadcasts shut down by Riot and how a lot of fans are not going to be able to get to see their teams anymore simply because they don't understand the language that the LEC is going to be broadcasted in. Yeah, I'd, uh, let's handle this really quickly because we do. We've only had two callers in the first hour, yeah, but absolutely, it's okay. I mean, uh, I don't know enough about the topic to speak to it. I don't know, Shox, if you Me know neither. anything. Uh, and it's also rumored. It's not. I don't think we actually have like the full story out yet. Um, Mark, yeah, there, there could a be a quality control thing, but anything, anything official though. Yeah, I, don't know, I think I think we'll just have to wait a little bit on that one because we could speculate a ton on it, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it might be that they're planning on bringing that stuff in-house. It might mean that people weren't really watching it. It might, like, I've, I've heard stories of casters on some of these off-language broadcasts doing some pretty offensive stuff. So I don't I don't know the situation. But anyway, thank you so much, Elofis. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Okay, Hi. Thanks. Papa yeah. Smithy is in the chat right now. Uh, Papa Smithy, you said, what did you miss? Well, we decided to shut down your broadcast, unfortunately. So, um, so unfortunately, you won't be... Uh, Travis Gab for his industry has bought in the L LCK broadcast. Right. So, yes. Yeah, and exactly. he's running it out of his studio from now on. Yeah. Tyler one will be, be casting. I hope. Um, I actually hope Papa gets some more days off this year. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we move on, I want to take a quick break here. Uh, Mark expertly knew that this was coming. Talk about our sponsor. Do you need to go, go order Postmates? Yeah. I would okay. like some food. She's going to order Postmates. But, um, Can I order Chipotle? Uh, you, I mean, Is just that how you say that? Chipotle. Um, you can. Uh, we're, I'm doing an ad right now. Um, go, go, go. Talk to Sam. Okay. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. Do you ever get that that problem where you just you want to talk about a brand you're so passionate about, you love so much, and then somebody's trying to interrupt you? 
when you're just trying to talk about how much they do for you? Well, let me talk to you about it. Um, can you close the door? Yeah. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to order Postmates? No. He says he never does it. Is that a lie? That, that's probably a lie. Fucking Kobe. I mean, I guess I've ordered, like, for us before. Okay, one, one second on this broadcast, or this ad, guys. Sorry, Alienware. Yeah, she, she's a, she, you deserved, uh, they deserve an apology. Okay. Do you just want Chipotle? No, no, can I look at the options? Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh my God, America! Okay. So many options. I, you need. I yeah, need you to. Yeah, yeah. Not. This is an ad. I wouldn't interrupt you when you're throwing to the State Farm analyst. Taco test. Tuesday. I, okay. I, I feel like we would. Uh, you want to clip this whole thing for Alienware? Yeah. Not, not this part. Let's. Let's. No, uh, here we're gonna restart. Okay. We're gonna take the logo away. Hey guys, really want to talk to you about our sponsor for this show. Uh, they are Alienware. I'm looking at an Alienware monitor right now. It's so great. Mark is using his new Alienware computer. Uh, there is back here. This is where uh, Broden can sit when he visits. I know you can't really see the Aurora right now because it's Aurora because it's blocked by a Christmas tree. But just know that there's a ton of Alienware stuff over here. Maybe we can, there we go. I touched it and the keyboard and mouse lit up. Uh, they do a ton of stuff uh, to support us. Uh, they sent us to All Stars. Uh, they uh, sponsor my LCS coverage. There's a ton of stuff that's coming out, uh, and they've committed for the full 2019 year. Um, so I want to thank them so much. Uh, we are doing a giveaway. If you do exclamation mark giveaway in the chat, you will see a link. If you are watching the YouTube video, you can see it in the description. If you're listening to the podcast, please go to YouTube or uh, my Twitch channel and do that out. You can win. We're giving away, this is a true story, we're giving away a laptop. The same laptop, the same notebook that uh, Broden and I use to, uh, to on the road. We were using it at All Stars. It's a new M15. It's really easy to carry. It's great. Uh, we also have a monitor there, 240 hertz refresh rate monitor, uh, as well as a backpack. So you can win that. If you enter the giveaway, by the way, it's super helpful for me because that just kind of shows like, hey, people are engaging. Um, and so that stuff is really helpful. Even, even if, you know, maybe, maybe you're like, I don't, I already have 500 Alienware products. I don't need another. You know, just go enter the giveaway. You, don't, you Maybe you can give it to somebody. Uh, but it's helpful for me. Thank you so much to Alienware for supporting us. Uh, Mark is really happy right now with his Alienware computer, even though he looks like he's grouchy. Um, oh, you've, he's muted himself, so we can't hear him. But trust me, it's not. It's his fault, not the I'm computer's. I'm unmuted. <laughs> I love my Alienware 4K screen where I can sit all the way back like here and be able to read the... Uh, the topics as I look to pull people. Thank yeah. God for the 4K resolution. Yeah. Uh, either way, thank you uh, to Alienware and thanks for uh, for folks who are putting the link or getting that link in the channel. Let's see. Let's see how many we've gained. Has have we broken 30k yet? Uh, no, we're at 28k. So get some more people in there for, for voting. It's it's gonna be great uh, for for registering for the giveaway. That'll be great. All right, let's talk a little bit. Let's move on to the next caller. Uh, Mark is going to go grab them while Shox is, is figuring out. Okay. What? She, she's getting the Postmates stuff right now. Um, uh, da, da, da. It's not just the U.S., actually. Cabs 2. A um, couple of shout-outs really quickly to the subs. Uh, Calimi Proto uh, for nine months. Robert Bruce for the sub. Uh, One Cupid for the Twitch Prime. Uh, the Fritz for Twitch Prime, Anthony619, 
Oli won four months in a row. Hello, everyone, especially Shucks for making uh, Hotline League 300% more pretty. Uh, Kiwi Mullet Boy for 13 months, over a year. We hit that 13 month mark. Dr. Manhattan sent 200 bits. Mars Dogs for four. CB Moss 422 uh, with Twitch Prime. And Trace B, two months. Shocks keep kicking ass in this male dominated industry. You're honestly so good at what you do. Well, I agree she's so good at what she's, she does normally. But she's not great at being in this room right now to hear your shout-out, so I apologize to you. Uh, we do have Ca- uh, Call Me Proto, who I just shouted out. Thank you, Call Me Proto, for the sub. No problem. Happy to do it. Yeah. Where are you calling from? I'm from Santa Clarita, California. Santa Clarita. Okay, it's not, that's not too far from here, right? Yeah, it's about 45 minutes away, uh, 30 minutes without traffic, maybe. Okay, cool. Uh, well, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, well, I wanted to talk about the viewership numbers that just got released today and some of the information that's missing and some of the really good stats that we got from this year. Okay. So some of the information that's missing. So I, I got a press release and I, so I haven't really seen them with a page that they put out. I'm going to try and pull that up on screen right now, but, um, well, what is your, what's your take? Well, I think it's weird that the prize pool did not go up versus the 2016 prize pool. Um, It went up from compared to last year, but there's been a lot more streams of revenue because of the, what they did this year for the Kha'Zix and the, the championship pass, but they didn't even like a lot of people didn't buy it, I guess. Um, Cause that should have been a bigger boost compared to just the team icons that were in 2016. Uh, I thought that was weird. Also, total hours watched is missing, along with uh, no semifinal viewership numbers from 2017. Um, Interesting. The other thing is the other the other events they mentioned, like All Stars. Uh, there's no viewership information there except just participation and some of the results. Well, they definitely don't have time for all like All Stars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they couldn't have released that information in time anyway. And for Rift Rivals, it was also regionalized. I assume that they didn't care about trying to explain Rift Rivals. Yeah, that becomes a huge cluster, maybe. Mm, um, overall, World's viewership is way up, though, right? It's way up. It went from, well, this could be for because they had a Chinese team in the Right, final. almost certainly it is. Right. Um, last year, it was just two Korean teams in China, but this one was a Chinese team versus a European team. So... It went up 40 million um, viewers, 42-ish, from 57. It went up 42? Yes. What? Damn. That's crazy. I don't... Really? Uh, yeah. In 2017, it was 57 million point six, and this year it was 99.6 million unique viewers unique, for yeah. finals. Uh, for the for the peak concurrent, it was forty four million peak in two thousand eighteen versus fourteen point seven peak in two thousand sixteen. There's no information from two thousand seventeen on what the peak viewership was. And are you seeing uh, the price pull went down? Because I'm seeing a on the site like a basically a six point four million price pull that was lower yeah. than twenty sixteen. You said in twenty sixteen it was six point seven million. Oh, interesting. According to their infographic that they release. Yeah, um, I can put that up in the Discord, in the sub. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, I just thought that was kind of weird because they did so much more for like the Kha'Zix skins and World Championship season pass. 
Yeah, I don't know why that, I mean, other than maybe just less players or a smaller player base, why, like, it, it feels weird that this year you'd have, well, the only other thing is, like, if I don't play Kazix or Kazix, then, like, <laughs> I don't, Shocks, you're off screen right now. Um, I don't necessarily want to uh, buy the Kha'Zix skin. Like, that was, I've bought in the past, like, icons and stuff like that, but I haven't bought, I didn't buy Kha'Zix this year because I never play Kha'Zix. So do you think that that's a factor? Uh, I mean, it could be a factor, but I, th I think the fact that it was by team and so many people, more people were involved in watching the World Championship, I thought it would have been a bigger... Do you um do you think Riot should make the price pool higher themselves? Uh, no, but I think it'd be important for players to know where the revenue stream, like how it's divided up. They showed some of this in 2016. Someone in Twitch chat said the team Kazakhs and Icons went straight to respective teams and not the total prize pool. Oh, see that that's would a, uh, make that's a ton good of sense information. Though. So then people are just buying the icons, and that's the thing that's going to the prize pool? Not sure. What, what is going to the prize pool then, specifically? Yeah, they didn't show any of that, but they did in 2016. Okay, well, we have to go back to the announcement, the announcement around um, uh, the, like the beginning of this Worlds. Because I'm assuming that Riot put out an article basically announcing... Kazakhs and how everything went. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to find it right now. Maybe somebody will find it and share it in Discord. Um, Someone says the world's pass icon and base Kazakhs. Ah. Okay, that makes sense because I did buy the world's pass. Okay. 25% yeah. of the world's of the revenue for the world's pass will go to teams competing in the world championship tournament. 12.5% of this will go to teams based on how they finish, while 12.5% will be evenly split among all of the competing teams. So, yeah, it's it, you're right, and then it's very uh, confusing to me the way that they put it up on screen because or on the, the article because it's like, okay, well, are you saying that all 25% got lumped into the prize pool or is 12.5% of 12 just rev shared while the other 12.5% is, is like divvied out into the prize pool? It's kind of, it's a little odd how they worded it. Yeah. Well, it, it's odd in wording, and it's it's a little odd to me as well. Like, I mean, I'm sure they have good good, you know, research done on on what they should be promoting and stuff. But it, it does feel weird to me that Kazakh skin, you know, only the base model goes into the world's prize pool, and the rest goes directly to the teams. Like, why why Kazakhs? Why why this approach? Um. You know, these kinds of questions are, are all I'm thinking about. Like, you know, I, I don't have any numbers, so I don't know. But, like, it just it just seems weird a little bit when, when you look at it. I wish in general that, um, like, you know how they do – in LPL, they do crazy stuff. They have, like, these emotes above the nicknames of the players for when – I think you can donate for them to make – like, when they make a play or it mm. has to do with something that fans yeah. can interact with. I wow. really wish we would do more of – like, everyone would do more of that. I don't know, of course, legally how that kind of works and everything. But uh, And also, you know, I don't want the screen to be full of that stuff yeah, yeah. at all times. But there's definitely untapped potential. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think just in general, I, I think – you know, seeing the prize pool stay the same at roughly six million is not what you're hoping for. Um, if the viewership is up a bunch for this year, so mm -hmm. 
you know, we don't may, maybe the teams who competed through this Kazakhs promotion actually took home more money. Um, but if it wasn't reported that way, it doesn't look good, right? So either yeah, that's probably either, true. Either it wasn't reported, or I would say I would say it with some big air quotes, it wasn't reported well in air quotes, or it actually doesn't look good, and we didn't make as much money this year as we probably should have, which. I'd, then either means that the approach this year, which I thought was cool, wasn't actually cool, yeah, uh, and didn't translate to dollars, or or whoever whoever wrote this stuff up need, probably needs a little bit more context. The, the, I think um, somebody in chat is pointing out that it's Ash versus Kazakhs. So yeah, maybe like Ash is just a more, probably a more cha- popular champion owned by more people. It's probably when you go to like a different ch- like type of champion, it's it's less right, likely to raise as much. There's there's yeah. so many questions, right? Because like Ash didn't have skins that you're buying against. Because like if I'm if I'm a normal person, I have ten dollars. I'm gonna throw at this thing. If I throw at it, if I throw it at a TL skinned thing, I'm not contributing to the regular prize pool then. So where Ash didn't have any competition that people were buying skins against, it was just Ash, right? Well, don't so, you get the base Kazakh skin when you purchase a team do skin? You? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. See, and it's very. Uh, did you buy the Kazakh skin? Yeah, I bought. I bought the TL one. I bought okay. But how much did it cost relative? Because you could be undercutting the margins. Like these. These are the kinds of things I didn't, you know, sadly do enough research on. But like, if if you get it for free, but it's lumped in, you're, you're undercutting the margins then to stop people from having to buy two, or do you have to buy both and it's at the same price? Um. So I guess what I'm saying here is like I don't know enough to know if this like what what is making this show up the way that it is. Okay. Abushu says in chat, how do you feel about LOL using a compendium like system that Dota uses? That's I'm basically sorry. what they did this year, mm. and because you could you could buy the World's Pass and then it would give you quests and challenges to complete, and then that would unlock like extra stuff for you in game. So I mean that that is actually kind of what they did, um, and it's interesting by the way that not too many people caught it. I think. Honestly, I kind of, in retrospect, I kind of feel like the system this year is a little confusing because there's like there's the pass plus there's Kazakhs plus there's, uh, there's like, yeah. How does the rev share work? It's it's just kind of an, an interesting system. Yeah, I mean, so like people are saying it's a chroma and you have to buy the base skin and then you pay extra for the chroma. Yeah. Um. So yeah. like, okay, but. Once again, to Travis's point, if it's this complicated, just be like, I want to buy something that contributes to the prize pool. It feels hard to do. And like you said, is, is Kazakhs the right champion for this? Like, are we properly getting the right value out of the, the viewership? And it doesn't it doesn't feel like it, I guess. But uh, let's let's we talked about the revenue side, but there's also the viewership side. Uh, honestly, like I feel like viewership feels pretty good for this year. I mean, we saw it go up a ton. Obviously, it's nice whenever you don't have a Korea Korea final. Um, and uh, quite frankly, this year's worlds went by pretty quick, uh, for finals, but, uh, it feels like, I don't know, overall, I feel like Riot can feel pretty happy about how this year's, uh, worlds went, especially because, you know, rumored less people playing the game, uh, you know, like if, if things were really so dire, you would see a pretty dramatic drop, but I don't really feel like that's what we're seeing here. Yeah, I think, I think oh, sorry, sorry go ahead. Go ahead. oh, I was going to say, it's really awesome to talk to <coughs> Like even to talk to people who don't know what League of Legends is to say the World Finals grazed 100 million viewers, uh, you know, on par with some of the major 
North American uh, sporting events. Like that's pretty huge news. Yeah, I it's it's big. It's good news. I hate that comparison because it's apples to apples to compare like a uh, you. <laughs> Isn't it apples to oranges? Yeah, apples to oranges. Because sorry, I got interrupted. Um, uh, an apple to oranges comparison uh, because. Yeah, like the, it's it's domestic versus global, but yeah, I think I think viewership was really good. I think one of the things that, like they got lucky in a sense that the finals had a Chinese team in it. Um, I think also the meta was really good. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much it's it's hard to know how much that matters to other people. I see it on Reddit, but Reddit is much more competitively minded than the average fan, and obviously I am not a good representation of like the average viewer. Uh, so I wonder how much the meta played into some of these these boosted numbers or increased yeah. numbers as well. I think like also, I think if we look at the entire year, um, I, of course, have kind of unique perspective of what happened in EU. And on the one side, we had kind of a lot of new elements on the broadcast and we switched things up, which kept it fresh, which I think is going to be very important going forward for uh, any broadcast, really. But we also had a really good year in terms of kind of storylines that er- erupted naturally, right? Both domestically as in the World Championship and at MSI, you know, a new champion at MSI, no SKT, Korean teams knocked out, European and NA teams doing very well. Like, it, it was all crazy good. Um, and I wonder if you take a lot of that away, what it looks like. Yeah. And obviously, China is the future. Um, there's a huge viewer bases and fandom, so. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm just wondering if you have any final thoughts here. Uh, call me Proto before we move on. Uh, no, just wanted to thank everyone for having me on. The sponsors, Alienware, U.GG, and MasterCard. Thank you. Uh, MasterCard, not thing- an official sponsor for this episode, but I'm, or U.GG, but I'm sure they will appreciate you. Your other content in yeah. your team. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, no problem. Have a good day. Have a good one. All right. Nice. Moving on. Uh, after this next caller, I'm going to talk about something that's kind of cool that's happening. Um, let's see. Where are we? Uh, Mars Darks, four months, CB Moss 422, Trace B. Oh, yeah. They said shocks keep kicking ass in this male-dominated industry. You're honestly so good at what you do. Thank you. Kermit Sudoku, seven months. Uh, welcome back, shocks. Hi, Kermit. Shoving Leopard, Bubba 9D, four months. Linoleum Bonaparte, which I, I That's really a great nickname. Yeah. Four months. With a and bunch of weebs. Fulger Strike Reset for three months. Uh, Enable Poggers, Travis. Read, yeah. Why didn't you read that? I don't read that person's thing. Uh, Addy Sean. Addy Sean, is that how you say it? It's addition. Addition. Uh, addition. Addy Sean. Addition. Where are you calling from? Yeah. Uh, Durham, New Hampshire. Okay. I just want everybody in the chat to know that he spells his name A-D-I, then S-H-A-W-N. It's a, com- it's a combination of my name I and went, my brother's name. So. Yeah. I went into the room. I said Addy Sean as well, and then instantly I was like, oh, it's clearly addition. I started yeah. calling. Well, Travis has to. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so you're calling from Michigan? Uh, no, Durham, New Hampshire. Near Durham, New Hampshire. Okay. What would be nice for next episode is like making me tell you where all these things lie like on the map because i have no idea <laughs> that'd be pretty good where uh, what do you want to talk about in the show edition uh so i want to talk about what do you guys think about cloud nine going to korea boot camping unlike other na teams that are staying here 
And then how was, for shock specifically, how was hosting your first CSGO major? I mean, not major. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely not a major, but yeah, thank you. And because I, I watched it, it was like, felt weird, but it was cool watching like a different host in that sense. Well, uh, let's talk about the Korea thing first. There's, uh, no, there's no LEC teams going to Korea quite yet, right, Shox? You know? I'm not sure. I think Vitality? I'm not sure. I know they usually do that, but since, you know, we have enough talent in our own region to practice with, we don't need... To, no, just kidding. I'm sure... They, I just don't know who's leaving. Mark, can you, you fix your, you know, your webcam? You're, literally, we can only see your hair. Okay, now that's... Now safe for work, and now it's. Did you close? I think. I think he did. Okay, for a second, I thought you closed your laptop lid, and then it just like shut your computer off. No, which I was like, he like went in with the crotch. Okay, yes, that, I didn't need you to. Thank you for spelling that out for everyone. Um, all right, Cloud Nine going to Korea. I, I, I think it's nice that they're doing this. Okay, so one thing here that a lot of people should consider is burnout. Um, well, not just that, but if you want to start scrimming at this point in time, because a lot of North American teams are already scrimming, I think Team Liquid started today, they were tweeting about it, which means obviously that they're scrimming somebody else. Um, but if you are importing a player and you have to figure out their visa stuff, it might be hard for them to be in the country while you're doing that. So that is one reason why I could see certain teams going to other countries, because if you cannot bring the player to you, you can go to a player or you can meet up in another location. Uh, potentially that's what they're doing. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I think a lot of teams go to Korea at some point to boot camp. It's not that strange, but it is does feel earlier than hmm. usual. Like, I like you know the C9 guys literally left Vegas to go to Korea, which just feels almost I mean, too early. For, for uh, C9 in particular, it like their year that was crazy. Like yeah. the amount they played and practiced, and then they went so deep in Worlds, and then they had literally no off time, and now they're in Korea. I'm more worried about kind of what more and more players have said yeah. this year about the you know the burnouts and and the needing a break for yourself. Um, but I, I mean. It, I think it's still good that people go to scrim in Korea and stuff like that, but... Uh, yeah, I disagree that it's a little too early. Oh. You disagree? I, I agree it's a little too early. Uh oh. <laughs> I, That's like, the complete opposite of what you just said. No, I... Whatever. I I, dis, I, I do not think they should be going to Korea yet. Uh, because I do worry about the burnout. Because uh, League is a marathon over the course of the year, and it is okay to be a little weak at the beginning of Spring Split... In fact, you don't even have to win Spring Split. You don't even have to make playoffs in Spring Split. So uh, getting yourself, like, giving the players some downtime and some chance to, like, rebuild, <laughs> participate in, in scrims or whatever, or, like, in-houses or whatever, I think that can be good. C9 themselves just proved how important it is to just make Worlds and do well there. Like, yeah. they, they literally just proved it, and then they're like, yeah, let's go bust our, our back and break our back again. Like, I think it's, it's pretty crazy. I understand wanting to go to Korea, and I understand wanting to go a little bit early just because like you want to have readjustment period because i think the season starts january 18th so you probably want to be back a week so you're i think na starts uh maybe the later. 20 i think it's like the 22nd or yeah, something a bit later oh, okay yeah okay so so we start the 22nd so yeah you maybe leave the start of january for two weeks and come back the, the 14th so you have seven days to get ready i can't i can't see why going at the start of december is is necessary or good long term yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they like, need like weeks off, like weeks, like maybe even a month. That's it, 
Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. I think, yeah, I think Sneaky, like, for example, I think he's going back home right after Korea. They're going for, like, two weeks or something like that. That's what I remember hearing from him. So I think they get, they're get they getting a break after, before, like, they scrim again or something like along those lines. Yeah, but, I don't, it like, now you're in a What's world where you're point? flying. Like, international travel is pretty brutal. I think we can all agree. As oh, Wait, Mark, have you ever? Yeah. Travel? I've <laughs> I've traveled a lot, not as much for work, but like I've been to Italy, I've been okay, to okay. Australia and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know because I realized you know you okay. Um, I'm worldly, Travis. Yeah, just not not through work. Yeah, um, fuck you. I think what's also weird is like when it's this early, the preseason's still kind of a mess, and so like you kind of question the value of the practice you're even getting like for a roster that's largely still the same with just a mid laner changed out and not really any big changes in coaching staff and the game is in, in a influx. I just, I just don't really think it's worth this early, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So then the second question is, Shocks hosting a CSGO major. Yeah, Congratulations so, on that honor. <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> wow, uh, incredible. <laughs> Eddie knows this as well. This, it wasn't a major. It was more like uh, the event in Belgium, which also had a CSGO portion. And I was more, I was on stage and I was on the Dutch stream. So I was speaking in my um, native language for the League of Legends part, which was really weird. But I don't think you could see too much online of uh, what I was doing. But it was cool. I mean, consciously, I will want to do more other games next year but i do believe in studying up and being well prepared for it Uh, and for me csgo would be kind of a good fit because it's the esport i watch the most next to league of legends i think i love it i think it's a great esport i think they have great talent i think they have great storylines and so i know a fair bit about it but to actually host it i would like study um but it was nice to do and at my toes and and i was pleasantly surprised at how positive people were uh, about it um you know people are like oh this is this is really cool where i thought they would be more like no stay in league you know i don't know yeah now i mean i uh maybe this is a good chance to just talk a little bit like what are you so a lot of people are thinking that you are like leaving league, I know you said you're not, but like, what what is next year going to look like for you? Um, well, the cool thing is that I don't really know. Okay. Um, but the only thing that I do know is that I'll still be doing, you know, pending everything, of course, a lot of league, or I have the desire to still do a lot of league. This is where I came from. This is what I love. This is what I know most about. And I'm versed in. I love working um, with the broadcast. So that'll be there as a constant, but mainly. Um, uh, the world is my oyster. I definitely want to do other titles. I would love to do CSGO events. Um, I just think it's awesome. And you have to say also for seven years, I've kind of been doing the same and doing the broadcast and stuff. And I also think it will be good for my development if I just go do other shows. You know, I did the esports awards. I got to work with a completely different crew. Um, uh, and I think it's going to be important in my development. I want to stream more. I want to possibly do YouTube content as well. I'll definitely stream more. I couldn't up to this point because um, I basically didn't have enough time in a year with all the traveling. And, you know, we have to be in the office when we're not on the show most of the time. And I also want a bit of a personal life. Yeah. But a big part of this decision is for me motivated by 
making my own schedule a bit more. And like in the last years, I've done every event for League all the time, right? So every time friends would be like, oh, our marriage, our wedding is in, in May, I'd be like, sorry, that's MSI. Yeah. Uh, my birthday, the birthdays of friends that are in September, October, or November, or any of the finals, it was always like, sorry, can't come, and all those things, you know, I just want to make some more time for peeps. Yeah. And earn that bread. No, <laughs> also. On the top have you, of the have you had a picture of you in your new hoodie yet? What hoodie? The, the hoodie. <laughs> Don't. No? Okay. We're not allowed to talk about it. I that. gave myself a, a gift uh, of, like, for the step in my career. Shox has been earning that bread. No. And, and spending no, that bread. Went, um, not at all. You had to order my food. Like She she bought a very expensive thing in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did Mark see? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I didn't see it. Well, did I see I don't know. You just heard about Vegas. it. Everyone was talking about it. <laughs> no, bro. It was the top. It was the talk of Vegas. Oh, uh, I do remember. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Someone in chat is correct, but it's uh, really stupid. I got it out of my system. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do, did you do you actually want to stream? Because I feel like a lot of people say streaming and like, oh, it'd be fun. But like, it's a f- kind of a grind. Yeah. Well, Mark, I did really use weird. to stream uh, a lot. Actually, I think yeah. people just don't remember because it was five years ago. But, yeah, but you also used to edit your own videos. I used to edit my own videos. So I, I have experience with all this and I remember loving it. But as you say, it's a freaking grind. And that's why I didn't stream when I was um, like in my contract with Riot as it was, because I just felt like I couldn't deal with it because it's such a grind. For me, streaming is work because I'm not naturally gifted at any game that still exists at least so I'm like trying to be good I'm trying to read the chat her saying that I'm shit constantly I'm trying to interact I yeah. uh, it's definitely going to be a grind but I also feel like I'd have a lot of fun and I have a community that I would like to interact with more on a chiller basis you know that so more here's of me what you, do. you just go to IRL <laughs> no I can't do that in Europe yeah but. just chat yeah. No, no, not IRL streaming. I mean, oh. like, I, you just go to the, the just chatting category. Yeah. And then you say, um, in, so what is, sub interviews, I think is what it is. And and people who sub get to be interviewed by you on, on the stream. That's a great and idea. you'll get so many subs. Sorry, Addy, we're like completely derailing. No, you're fine. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, the, the streaming thing is is harder to do than it's it's usually worth if you have other opportunities. Like yeah. If you... Well, all Travis is telling me how lucrative it is, so... Listen, yeah, watch wait. this, watch. Ready? Somebody sent a Twitch Prime sub, just to prove my point. It, I've been trying to explain to Shox that it's pretty lucrative, and in a second, somebody's going to send me a Twitch Prime sub, and it's going to be glorious. Oh, have you Shox noticed, Shox, how there's, there, there's less of a glint in Travis's eyes as he's become a, a, a shill for the See? crowdfunding that is Twitch? Busy, Busy Bongo. Bongo. And, and Orbo. See, it's just, it's so, it's Super Spender and super Turbo Aram. Oh my gosh. As he asked for that, as he asked for that, like as the money came in, did you see portions of his soul leaving? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a, Every it's a crazy transaction. One, one Twitch Prime sub equals 1% less soul. Um, I mean, and to be honest, like, at, I'm not this decision. Some people are like, oh, is this because you like want to earn more money or whatever? And I wouldn't say 
the f I would say I was always treated very well at Riot, and that's not what uh, motivated it. But it's just that I want to tap into different things, you know. I different revenue streams. Yeah, there's I. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but like there's a lot of things and parts of me that you never see because it's only you only see broadcast shocks. Yeah. And I mean, for people who follow me on Instagram at ifya e e f j a h, that's so silly. But they wouldn't give me shocks even though I sent them a picture of my passport. A story for another day. Um, They're like, it doesn't say shocks anywhere on this passport. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But like, I want to do more stuff also, you yeah. know, more content, different content. I want to show you sides of my life that you didn't even know were there yeah. and stuff, but, you know, not too much. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're looking forward to getting free stuff and filming weird videos. Like it's, it, that's what Mark and I do. All <laughs> Our careers are just filming weird video, get free stuff. And quite frankly... <laughs> On, let me put the Alienware logo up when I say this. Quite frankly, it's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, addition, any final thoughts on the way out? Uh, oh, yeah, I, I just think it's cool because people like Smix, for example, who we're known for like a st hosting StarCraft, who also transitioned to Counter-Strike, is like, it's cool to see other people like branching out from like Shoxes. And then one quick question so there was this thing on Reddit where Huhi, I was in a stream, had a really bad like solo queue game. And then Tyler One was uh, unfortunately in that game. A whole thing on him fl flaming Huhi. And then like what the worst part was just his chat started coming to Huhi's chat and like started like Huhi and everything like that. I saw like it really like put him down a little bit. So I was just wondering like I haven't seen I know him. you guys saw him at All Stars and everything. Like is that kind of like, you know, spreading so so addition, this is question number three that you're trying to slip into. Uh, I would say I know your name is addition, so it makes sense that you're trying to get additional questions in. But um, I I I'm not familiar enough with uh, the situation you're describing. I'm sure it doesn't surprise me that Tyler One would have toxic viewers, uh, but I enjoyed my interactions with him. He, didn't, he seems yeah. like a nice guy in person. I would, yeah, I would say, like, I get people. There's, of course, this amount of people that are like, why is Riot inviting someone who had this history, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I understand that in a way, but I also think he's a huge part of the community and he has made strides and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, yeah I haven't seen the instance you're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Addition. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's on Reddit, but yeah, thanks for everything, yeah, Travis yeah. and Shocks. My addition. Yeah, fucking right, me too. <laughs> thanks, Addition. Have yeah, a good one. Mark's the best. Bye. See Have you. a good one. Uh, okay, Mark, Tyler, before you pull the next person, I want to talk about something. Okay. What were you going to say, though? I was just going to say Tyler yelled at me at, on the TCS. Because we were saying his Carthus was bad, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's not such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also said everything like he constantly said that I'm from Europe, so that's bad. On air. Really? Damn. Yeah, it was that's it was so a joke. Harsh. So, uh, so I want to tease something. So this, there's something that's real. Like it's kind of soft announced right now, but I think it's getting heavily announced tomorrow. Um, and I do not think I will get in that much trouble for talking about it on the show tonight. So I'm going okay. to talk about it. Um, so, oh. is it a public trailer? Uh, well, the, yeah, the rule breaker. Yeah, is uh, it a public trailer? Well, yes, I, it's on it's on a web page, but like the league stuff hasn't really been talked about as part of it. Ah. Uh, but XSplit is uh, driving crazy right now. So maybe it's giving you a sign that you shouldn't talk about it. Um, no, no, no. I've just I'm committed now. 
Um, so Netflix uh, is doing what is happening? How did you do that? Oh, I know what you're talking about now. So I don't know what XSplit is doing right now. It's having a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Hang on. Well, this is this is cool, dude. I like how it's slowly loading in only portions of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand what's happening. Uh, let me. You it. can insert an HTML source, and yes. then it shows the website. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, now we got a takeover ad. Vogue is just an amazing website. Just, just, just do a, just do a window capture. Dude. There's like five ads loading. This is yeah. This is why I don't even stream, and I know that. Yeah, I, don't I know just how want it works, but just do a window capture. I just want to say that Vogue is one of the reasons why my ad block rates are so high, and I don't make any money on YouTube or from ads on Twitch. Okay, Vogue. instead of going to their website. They're now forcing me to go to this unlisted YouTube video that's on their article. Let's see if this works. Um, either way. Oh, it, it's unlisted. Yes. Is that a mistake? Uh, Am I going to mute here and watch on the stream? Probably. For seven days. So, um, so Netflix has created a series called Seven Days Out that will debut, I believe it's the 21st. Uh, yeah, ne- December 21st. Um, it is made from two of the executive producers worked on uh, Chef's Table. And the idea for the series is that uh, it, they, it's seven days before a major event, um, six iconic events. So Kentucky Derby is one of them. Uh, there's a, I think, oh, well, yeah, the uh, dog show is one of them. And one of them is the League of Legends Championship Series finals in spring in Miami. Uh, and what is super fascinating about this is, um, so the day, this is going to get kind of weird, but the day that I found out about, uh, the whole thing that went down with Peter's family was the day that they started filming, um, because it was about seven days before spring finals were going to happen. And so they kind of documented, uh, the whole story leading up to the spring finals. Um, and they have interviews for me and Peter and a bunch of people at that time that were interviewed. Um, and so like the tagline, I think for that episode is like, can a team overcome uh, a tragedy before uh, their championship in seven days? And so uh, from talking to the executive producer at the time, or the executive producer, one of the guys on it, um, and sort of talking to their team, I think that they are really talented individuals that are going to tell the story in a super impressive way. Um, uh, that we're not getting paid, by the way, for this. There's not, it's not, they didn't buy any ad time on it. Um, I'm moderating, so they're doing a private showing slash premiere of this episode tomorrow at NALCS Studios. Wait, am I invited? Um, yeah, I invited you. Oh. What time? Wait, way to ruin this like very important thing. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. We'll talk we'll follow up afterwards. But they're doing a private um, viewing and sort of premiere of this episode tomorrow at NALCS Studios in full context. Afterwards I'm hosting a moderated I'm moderating a panel with the with one of the guys from Riot, uh, some of the team owners and um, uh, Andrew, who's the, the executive producer on the show. Um, either way, uh, I, I just am really excited for this. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I know that Netflix has done other stuff on League, 
They had like really incredible access. They interviewed a ton of people. They so were just filming to be all clear, over the place. It's about um, like this happened, so it they like, so it's, did so it, but it's not the main. It's not. So they did not. So they were gonna do seven days out. Like they had talked to Riot and planned like. Okay, we're doing all these iconic things. There's like a NASA launch, I think, is one of them, or, or landing. And so they're like, well, let's do something in esports. They talked to Riot, and they're like, seven days before Miami finals, uh, spring finals. And so they um, they started filming seven days out, and this thing happened like the week before. Um, and so it just ended up being part of it. And so what I've heard is that it's one of the major story arcs in the series. But it'll touch on you know Riot seven days out before their major event. Um, you know, for instance, at All Stars, they put out their schedule for the whole show seven days out. So it'll be super fascinating to find out what it's like for Riot seven days out from an event because I'm sure there's a lot of things left unplanned. It's my little dag. My, you know, getting getting at Riot. Anyway, um, you gonna throw that one in when you're hosting tomorrow. So yeah, maybe. Um, but my whole point is, uh, uh, I I'm just super excited for this. There's a I think that. The, there's like a t- episode teaser or something that's coming out. There's going to be a bunch of stuff that Riot's going to talk about about this tomorrow, so you guys can keep your uh, ears to the ground for you it. Know but when it's going to be. It's um, It's uh, what's that? Uh, people are asking when they can watch it. Um, it's yeah. So November twenty first is the day that the series releases on Netflix. Uh, but I'm sure you'll hear about it before. What? November twenty first. December December twenty first. Oh. December twenty first. Is the day that it'll it'll be out. I hope uh, I can watch yeah. it too. So, uh, go check it out. Um, it's gonna be good. I'm excited for it. You'll see pictures of people uh, from the premiere tomorrow, uh, and all that news will be hitting tomorrow. So I just wanted to let you guys know this. This is my little special tease that I give you guys. People who watch Hotline League get to find it about it early. You so think you'll get in trouble. Um, you think I care about getting in trouble? I own a giant company now. All right. Travis Gafford Industries still not actually incorporated. What is Riot and Netflix going to do to me? <laughs> I'll put my legal team on them. Yeah, yes, exactly. Kobe's right next door. He he knows a lot about the law. He'll handle it for me. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, uh, let's move on. How fast is it out? What did you say, Mark? I have follow questions about the the premiere tomorrow. Can I ask them to you after the show? Yeah, or yes. you can call into Hotline League uh, yeah, yeah. and put your topic in. Do you want to bring the, list. Uh, the girl? Who? Oh your, yeah, your yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Just my shit. He's time. like, I was gonna ask Josh. I'd love to have Josh there, but I guess you oh, can call too. I thought you meant there was someone in the waiting room who was the girl you wanted me to pull. I was confused. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kinds of questions. Like, okay. what do I need to wear? Is it an actual, like, premiere? Or can I show up in joggers like a shithead? You can show up in a Teo Sitters. Um, sitters. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. We got a, we got a caller? Oh, he went off to grab him. Okay. Anyway, looking forward to that stuff tomorrow. Um, Busy Bongo, thank you for the Twitch Prime. Oribo, thank you for the Prime. Super Spender, thank you for the Prime. Turbo Aram, thank you for the Prime. Hawk with a nine. Can I two months? Give some random info. The protagonist subbed and Z yes. Pringle thirteen. Yeah, what's your random info? So, random info? If you're into following like novelty accounts or funny accounts, 
She, I've heard her tell the story four times. So there is an account called, uh, well, you can find it if you do Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it's called RCT Guests. And all they tweet is, Guest 1067 is satisfied. Guest 81 thinks that the litter here is really bad. Guest 1323 needs to use the bathroom. Guest 145 thinks Travis smells. Wait, no. None, that's- none, of, none of these people are as old as this. They're not going to understand Wait, the reference. You guys have played Laurel, Laurel, what? Roller Coaster. <laughs> Roller coaster tycoon. Roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> See, they're all putting question marks. Um, they don't understand. What? Wait. Guess 1438 has died. Yeah, that person's I mean, just repeating it because they think it's nice. So. Yes, uh, we did, you old fuck. Wait, but they're also old because they played yeah. it. Mark, did you play yeah, Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yes, I played a lot of roller coaster tycoon. And I would come in a park and I would build the big, like a giant one that shot a, that shot a roller coaster at him. Get away from the microphone. Listen, lady. Guest 1700 has had to go to the bathroom. Please don't. They're gonna, I don't want the number one clip on my stream to be you whispering seductively about the bathroom. It wasn't that seductive. It was kind of getting compressed. Uh-huh. Devin has joined the show. Devin, where Maybe are you calling from? Maybe I should from? stream Roller Coaster Tycoon only. De- Devin, where are you calling oh, from? Uh, what's up, Travis? Long time to see Jersey. Wow. Jersey. Okay. That's a great voice yeah. you have, sir. Yeah. Thank, you, to, thank you. This uh, this lovely gentleman uh, met me through Hotline League and then carried me in World of Warcraft for a couple months. Um, a long time. Yeah. Uh, yep. d- and he's no longer a sub, unfortunately. So I, Ooh. you know, I guess the friendship's I, over. 20, Devin, it says right here, December twenty seventh. Travis is coming your way. Okay, Devin, is what this do you? New Jersey or just another Jersey? It's, it's New Jersey. Yeah. Yay. There's only New Jersey, dude. Did you? Someone called from New Jersey last time as well. Can we ask him? What, <laughs> Devin, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show uh, today? <laughs> All right. So I got a, um, I got a TSM topic for you, Travis. Sure. Uh, Thank you. This is the only reason we do the show. Absolutely. I figured. Uh, full disclosure, though, I am, uh, I'm not a TSM fan. Uh, I'm an NNA fan. Yeah, that's what everybody else says before they root for a yeah. TSM. Oh no! I think they so so. My my topic is like I, I want to see NA teams build rosters to go deep into international events, and I think TSM here falls uh, falls super short. Um, oh. Yeah, no, yeah, I I'm not a fan at all. So um, I think for one, I think so. My premise on that is I think uh, breaking up Spend and Mithy was absolutely the wrong decision, um, with without a doubt. Um, and I think all the rest of the moves they made um, currently have actually made them weaker than they were last season. Um, and then I also have some, you know, what I think that they, they should have done um, with, obviously, you know, hindsight. Yeah, just what uh, do you think? Uh, well, let's break it down. We don't need to talk yeah. about this Van Amethi mistake because the proof is in the pudding. What, um, yeah. what uh, why do you not like this roster? Well, so I mean, it's it, it it's hinges off the backbone of um, I think breaking up Spend and Mithy was stupid, given the fact that the meta change um, in bot lane pretty big, TSM shot calling sucks, uh, jungle situation was an absolute disaster, and Hunter had his worst season in God knows how long. I think all those things caused losses, and the losses is kind of what forced Reggie's hand into acting. And then ultimately, I think his like knee jerk decision was well, Mithy was underperforming, so let's kind of drop him. But I think that was the wrong decision. Um, and really what I think, so if I'm getting into it, what I think that they should have done actually is kept the bottom three of the map, which was obviously Bjergs and Sven Miffy. And this is, this, is, this is a spicy one for you, but I actually think what they should have done is made the move to get Dardock and Hooney. Or, um, excuse me, not, not Dardock, oh, wait, 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 excuse me. Um, not, um, 
Not Hoonie. Dark Rock and Hoonie. Not Hoonie, yeah. So um, I wanted to see um, uh, them pick up Dardock and then um, maybe pick up somebody like a uh, like a, a new town, like, like Viper or something, honestly. I think that that would have been like... Just keep it in NA, but I, I think splitting up Sven and Mithy is ultimately going to cause them to have um, all sorts of, of problems. I don't think that you can break up that pedigree and break up that um, synergy, basically. Shocks. As someone who watched Sven and Mithy for years before, how entwined are they? Are they capable of living without the other one there in bed next to him? Yeah, of course, but they were, um, you know, there was famously, I think it was that they didn't want to split up beforehand. So they were still together after they left G2. Um, but I also think that's a very hard thing to maintain, knowing that people have different evolution arcs and like the way their career goes and their their skill and whatever um i don't particularly think mitty had the best year i also don't think that should be a death sentence for his career whatsoever i'm very excited to see him play again i don't dislike the choices they made with this roster i have to say um i really love the fact that they have broken blade and that you know they're trying something that's a bit more out of the ordinary for them you know someone from the tcl who's this up-and-coming starter who they can develop and whatnot and they're sticking with some choices that they've made in sven of course in bjergsen and in the jungle as far as we know yeah. um so yeah um i don't know i think it's a defendable decision about mithy for sure yeah. why, why do you think they shouldn't have gotten or why do you think they shouldn't have let mithy go Devin? So I really, I really don't think that, um, and by the way, Twitch chat, I know, I know I'm, I'm not necessarily Viper, but I think you get a, a one of the more solid NA top laners. Um, but I don't think you break up Sven and Mithy just because of the fact that this is, again, this is, um, a proven pedigree. I mean, they're, they're like two of like, they're like a larger than life duo for the most part. Um, and they have a proven track re record of winning internationally and, and doing really, really well. And I think that what caused Mithy to not look good didn't have so much to do as Mithy's personal problems as much as TSM's issues that they've been having for, you know, however long now. Does that make sense? I, I, this is, I think we took a call like this before. Like, I don't think that they've had long-term issues beyond this year, right? Like they won the championship half the time and they appeared in it every single time. So I, I, I don't agree that there's long-term issues, but I also like don't think Dardock and Piper gets you back over the top into, into the finals. And it's this weird amalgamation of three old dudes and one young guy. And, and like Dardock's not that young anymore. He's been in the league for three years going on his fourth, right? 16, 17, 18, and this will be 19. So like, I think it's it's a pretty weird mix of like you're probably not going to win now, but you have a lot of talent that doesn't have a chance. Like I just don't see what that roster accomplishes. I don't think it's good enough to get over the top. I mean, do you think where they're at right now with how they position themselves that they're a top three team? No, but I think they're closer than they were with your moves. I think like I don't think Dardock would like Dardock's a, a huge like vol volatility thing. He's a risk. <laughs> he's a huge risk and he is as far from a culture fit as you can get from TSM from everything we hear about both Dardock and TSM. So like there's a reason they didn't pick him up. They don't believe that he's a culture fit. This is not speculation. They've said it. So like, I don't see a, a world where that roster works. Right. I mean, my, so my, my, my defense, my defense of Dart, I mean, there's no doubt like he's kind of, you know, done, done what he's done. Right. The, like the the solace in him is that it seems that when he's around people that have 
really good not only talent but work ethic he seems to do better um you know obviously i know that the way he plays the game might not be synonymous with how tsm wants to do it especially the way they um with you know bjergsen the resources that he uh tends to require but i still think that um i i still think even a bad culture fit is better than is, is better than greg honestly and I, I don't know like what are your thoughts on that i i don't think dardock on tsm would work ever or like without changes to to dardock or tsm it's culture but like this year it would not have worked um and so like you're asking me between a situation i don't believe in and a situation i think might be workable sure like i i i don't understand i can understand the point about not breaking up sven and mythy maybe but they were not very impressive and they're taking up import slots and like Broken Blades, a potential young, fresh blood. Smoothie's still, I think it's also his third, fourth year in the league as well. So he's, he's starting to like get up there a little bit. Greg's been around for a long time. So like you have one young guy and, and four relatively experienced guys, but you're better suited for the future than like Mithy, I think. So I don't know. I think this is a, a bit of an experiment. I don't, I don't have them in my top four, top three right now. I think I had them at fourth. So like I'm not saying that this is a top three roster either. I think it's, I think it's better than than your solution. And I can see, you know, at some point Sven and Mithy are going to break up. And if the breakup is the right time for it, and you get to ride the right time for that breakup, then maybe this is the right move, right? Like I don't think that they were going to retire together. So at some point you were going to break it up. I think this is a a fine time to do it if you're a TSM. No, yeah, I definitely. Um... I definitely agree. It just def- it just feels strange to you know have, be you talking about TSM and not even have them in the top three, which is I guess kind of the reason why um, you know being an NA fan, I'm like, oh, you know, this is a little uh, underwhelming, I suppose, um, because I, you know I think nobody really wanted to see Greg stay. Um, Broken Blade looks great, but like I said, a big part of my argument, of course, hinged off of um, I really did like the Sven and Mithy idea. I think it could have worked, and I think getting rid of him after after one um, year was a little was what a little I, major, does it? What I will definitely agree with you on is that TSM's roster is the least exciting roster they have assembled. It uh, their least assem- uh, exciting roster they've assembled in years. Um, and like, if you think I've said this a little sure. bit in the past, so apologies if anybody's heard me say it, but like, if if you think about the beginning of every other season with TSM for all these past years, you're like, this is going to be exciting. What? Kobe says Kobe you're not. Said, you're not excited for Broken Blade from I the mean, other. Twenty seventeen wasn't hype either. To be fair, they got Turtle instead of Double Lift as the only change. Right. Yeah, but they, right. it was a continuation of a roster of a roster people thought could be really good. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. cutting out. I don't know why I'm cutting out. Um, but it was a continuation of a roster people thought could be really good. Like people were excited about that roster going into twenty seventeen, even if. It hadn't performed as well the year before. Um, I mean, and I say that knowing, saying that, like, people knew that Double Edge was going to be back. I know that, like, Wild Turtle was coming in, but people were still excited about, like, what that roster could could do this world. So I, I agree on that point. I guess what I'd, I'd say to Devin to, to close this out is just I, I, I agree that, like, none of these rosters sound super hype, like Travis is saying. But having all your import slots tied up on a bot lane that, like, didn't have a great year is super restrictive in terms of your team building. And, like, your proposed solution, which I, I didn't really like, was, like, still one of the best things you can propose because you have you have to work with imported, um, native players. 
and and it's just hard to find a good NA jungler who's not already locked up on a team and a good top laner. So that's I think that's one of the main reasons. Not because I think that they were pinning all their problems on on Mithy, but like if you think Mithy was a bit of a problem and he's taking up an import slot, you you need to start moving things around. Yeah. No, absolutely. Makes sense to me. Hey, thanks, Evan. Do you have any final thoughts on the way out? Anything you want nope. to show? Um, no, just wanted to just want to say thank you to uh, to Mark, Shocks, Travis, as always, man. Love it. And uh, go Alienware, right? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye, thank you. <laughs> have a good one. All right. Take care. See you. Can we please turn down the microphone? I'm. It's just, I don't understand why it gets louder and quieter. Um, someone someone disappeared from the call. I saw that, yeah. Well, we I mean, we're running out of time, so hopefully that person unmutes themselves. Hopefully they're alive. The waiting room. So while Mark is gone, I want to mention... Uh, before I go, Labu Dab Mike is muted in the waiting room. So if you're still watching the stream, bud, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Um, all right. So I got something cool. Or something interesting. I'm saying less shocks and more Travis. I haven't two, talked in a minute. Two weeks ago, Hotline League, we announced uh, that Brother and I were going to be doing an unboxing, package opening stream or whatever before uh, the holidays hit. If you guys wanted to send anything. I got like a peel box for the first time. If you guys want to send crazy stuff, if you want to send interesting stuff, whatever. You can actually send me stuff. We're doing exclamation mark peel box in the chat. And I want to show you guys. I went there for the very first time today. Uh, to sort of see what was there and what what I'd be opening, you know, I'm like, am I going to need like a cart or something to carry this stuff out? And man, did you guys surprise me. So I'm going to show you what I got. Ready? I'm covering the, uh, the address. Um, so this, this is what I got. So I got a nice little letter. This is what we're going to open so far. Uh, if anybody else wants to send anything else, uh, they can. But right now I've got what looks like a Christmas card from a person named Trevor. So, uh, so if you want to, um, if you want to do that, you can send me something. Uh, cause right now the stream is going to be pretty short. That's okay. Broden asked me, what if nobody sends us anything? I think it'll be really funny. Uh, if this is the only thing I'm opening, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yes, go ahead. If you, if you want to know how to send us something, you can do exclamation mark PO box and chat. Um, and we'll open it on stream. Um, is Mark back? Mark is yeah, back. Hello, Labuda Mike. What Labuda. are your two monitors doing? What do you What do you do? Like, how do you, do you have Discord open? You're on one of the monitors over here, and then I've got XSplit and the stream and the Twitch. I Lab love this monitor, Labuda Mike. It's an Alienware monitor, Labuda Mike. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Illinois. Illinois, very good. And what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? <laughs> Oh, I want to talk about Dardock, but just I so since you guys already talked about Dardock not going to TSM, uh, I pretty much want to talk about the optic move and like what do you guys think of Medios and Dardock? I think both are a uh, liability, and so you are hedging your bets by having both of them because if both of them have a fifty percent chance of succeeding on your roster and you have uh, two of them, you're you're setting yourself up for having a backup plan or at least one of them working out. You think Meteos is a liability? A little bit. That, that a little man. bit because I don't think uh, – so I love I love Will Hartman. He's a wonderful man. But I think he has a very unique, uh, you know, 
approach to competitive League of Legends, which is he wants to have a good time and play on a team with friends. And if Optic this year is the way that Optic was last year, Medios might not be putting in 110% if the team's not doing well or the vibe isn't that good or whatever. And so I think that's why you get Dardock. Because guess, actually, here's the best way to put it. If Optic gets a beautiful, pristine environment, hey, great. Let's keep Medios around. If Optic environment becomes toxic, well, you got the toxic guy right there. He's the guy to, that will just embrace that that the evil negativity uh, and carry you. He, you know, he thrives on it, right? Like, the team starts to fall apart. Everybody's screaming at each other. Great. That just powers them up, all right? Shocks. As someone not from NA who I don't know if what the outside world opinion is on Dardock because he's a huge lightning rod in North America despite never making it to international competition. So what what is your foreign opinion on him? I have to say that I um, I haven't followed everything as closely as you guys have. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, the gist of it is rumored to be not the best personality on a team. He's like a... He's There's like a less. You can watch if you're confused. He's like a less <laughs> malicious forgiven, you know, and that. Yeah. Whoa. That and so true? is the is the opinion that he. Are you offended for Dardock or for Forgiven, Mark? I might be offended on Forgiven so half right now. I don't know. <laughs> um, so and is the opinion that he's at a skill level where he actually should be on a major team despite his issues? Yeah, I mean that's basically the the decision he's been he's been on like five teams six teams in four years yeah so he oh well the question she's asking do we think uh he's really good like yeah, he could be on a top team if he is are you asking for my opinion or I yeah what's asking. your opinion oh well my opinion is he's not worth the the risk unless you're intentionally but taking like skill big, big wise risk. do you think he's really good yeah i think he's super good mm. but i don't think that matters the risk is not worth taking. Um, I think, you know, in I would general... Think a team, if, um, a, I would say this. A team with any legitimate potential should not take Dardock. And you should use him as, like, a coin flip to make a, a mediocre team potentially really good. I'm not informed enough on the matter to know, but, like, in general, if he's if people are on so many teams all the time, where there's smoke, there's usually a bit of fire. So it's all about... Oh, there's yeah. no doubt that he's toxic. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to be so, careful because I'm not entirely sure. So, well, so that, that's that's probably. I think what's fair to say is Dardock doesn't even register to people across the seas. No, he's just not not considered because he never makes it makes it to international competition, right? Yeah. Okay, I think that's that's fair to say. Is there not enough jungle talent in any? Listen, we've got talent There's coming out. Talent. No, no, I, this is not, I'm not trying, this is an honest question. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I say there's not enough talent for many, many roles. Um, jungle's a hard one. I think there's, there's, it's one of the better positions in North America, mm. which is n- still not great. Marksman's probably the best, and Jungle might be second. And then maybe support, then top, then mid. I don't know. Mark, wouldn't you say that Dardog did a pretty good job of showing, showing like he's had, like been a little bit reformed? Um, since uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any evidence that he's reformed. I mean, Echo Fox didn't want to keep him around. What? I, did you cut out Travis? I didn't. 
Sorry, I was saying I haven't seen any evidence that he's reformed. I mean, Echo Fox didn't want to even keep him around. Well, who knows what that was because they're in jettison money plan. But I got to imagine Dardock was cheap because no, like he said in a couple interviews that like Echo Fox was like one of his last chances that like no one else was, was taking a pass on him. So yeah. I can't imagine he was very expensive. So so maybe you're right. I don't know. But uh, and I doubt that Eddie could trade him for a lot of money, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't think many people were in, were super in the market yeah. for him. I mean, I think, literally, uh, he went to a team that already has a jungler. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't think I don't know if he's reformed or not. I don't think there was very clear options either way. I mean, Echo Fox's roster was a complete debacle over the course of the year. Um, right. And who knows why exactly. So this, they had a really, it wasn't like him and five dudes, like for a year, tried their best. And at the end of the year, we're like, damn dude, we did our best and it didn't work out. It's like, they had a ton of roster moves. They completely fell apart by the end of the year. We're like, they were, they got slammed by C9 after slamming clutch. And like, I don't know, it was, it was super weird. So like, it, it's hard for me to say, you know, yeah, I think he's a great pickup for Optic. I actually just think it's perfect for that. Like, that's the team for him. I think that or Clutch, because Clutch is going for the super toxic, like, or the, with the Huni and the, the Piglet. So, like, the fact that they didn't take Dardock on that deal and they preferred Lyra, I think says a lot. Here's what you do. Huni could have vouched for him there, right? Like, Clutch Gaming was picking people up from Echo Fox to, like, build this kind of, like, boomer bus team. I mean, Seb Park was on here calling it very high high variability or something yeah. two weeks ago so like if you wanted a high variable player they could have taken dardock and they didn't yeah i think uh the the play for clutch would have been that it's like look we haven't done any content let's get piglet dardock hooting our team <laughs> and create breaking point two baby oh let's go yeah that would have been sick um let me do mike do you have any other thoughts here uh, not really. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks, have a good one. Yeah, thanks. Um, Everyone's so nice. Yeah, they are. That's it's shocking. Uh, you look at Twitch chat, you look at Reddit, and you think, there's a bunch of... What is going on? There's a bunch of dicks in this community. But then they come on the show, and they're all too afraid to be toxic. I mean, it is that way with many... Like, I don't know, this is kind of like not in real life, and it's more close than just writing a comment, because mm -hmm. a lot of the people I meet in real life... You're not going to tell me that of all the people that you and me, I have some extra for you, which you ordered with your money, but um, out of all the people we have all met offline, like in real life, 10% mm -hmm. of those have written toxic, nasty things to us or any of us before, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Travis, did you, did you, did I talk to you about this? What I saw in one of the comments in like the FlyQuest Duo King announcement? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's. Yeah, we did talk about that, but I don't think that's. I think somebody misread it. You like so I don't want to. Some, somebody what you cut out? I think somebody misunderstood it, so I don't want to get into you it. You suck, Travis. Oh man. Basically, we we've had one troll our entire time on this show. One yeah. real troll. Really? That's really impressive. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. he saying you suck because he's trying to prove a point about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. So. Before we wrap up the show, I want to say if you stick around, I will be gifting subs after the stream and I will be debuting a I will let you guys choose which interview to show on stream. I will show you guys one that I haven't done before because I'm going to do a bounty. It'll take five minutes. So stick around five minutes after the stream is done and uh, you'll get to see an, uh, an interview that nobody's seen before and also a 
and you guys can choose and also a sub. Um, uh, Mark, you want to wrap this up? Any thoughts? Anything out there? I'm really looking forward to the premiere tomorrow. That you just found out about. That I just I just found out about. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Great. Any, there's just nothing you want to promote. Anything's going on? I'm probably gonna tweet a funny picture tonight or tomorrow. If people want to follow my Twitter to see when that comes out, it's it'll be like worth a, a chuckle and maybe a heart, but not. Don't expect to really laugh. That's great. Um, Socks, do you have anything you want to promote? What's your stream? Yeah. Twitch.tv slash vaping up for. That's so funny. Uh, Twitch.tv slash shocks. That's me. Um, I think they're, if they're fans of you, there's probably people, a couple of people who are like legacy fans who've been hanging around that stream since it was still active. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, and okay, tentative binding agreement next week. Stream, be there or be square. Tentative binding agreement? <laughs> so, shocks. Oh, you have. 120,000 Twitch followers. I have like 48. Yeah, but none of those are subscribers. No, but the follow, like when you turn on, look, people are already talking in this chat. We pulled it up and they're already talking. They've been probably talking in this chat for years. <laughs> if you go to your channel, people are all Twitch talking in the chat. slash shocks activated, that meme. Yeah. Holy crap. I can't believe you have a, you have three times as many followers and you don't even stream on Twitch. That's so depressing It's from for then. Me. It's from back then. I am. Uh, it, it, puts you, it puts you in your place, Travis, that you are a small fish. Yeah, even a woman who has not streamed for years. But I streamed a lot then, like. People think that I, I'm sometimes confused that, well, actually, no, it's normal. But look at that picture. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's super small. You, could you cut that and put it on? No, there's, it's too small. No, but you could blow it up. No, I can't. I can't blow. I'm Can trying. I leave? It's not going to work. Okay, so you're in a stream. What else? Well, that's. I think that's the most pressing thing. I'm going to stream. Okay. Are, are, and also what, um, follow Travis and stuff. Yeah, follow Travis and stuff. Um uh, Shots and I, I don't know. Do you, do you I still have, have more time? total viewers. Do you still have time tomorrow for Brendan to film a thing with us? Maybe. I'm going to lunch. Okay, after lunch? Maybe. I definitely want to film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll okay, film. the thing. It's just because I hadn't slept last night, so today I was feeling. So, um,. So, so tomorrow, Shocks and I are going to be filming uh, some content. Uh, I think the plan is to film a video where I interview her for a while, some long-form interview content, and then she will interview me. I want to um, do something funnier, though. Maybe we should do, like, ask for viewer questions. I can tweet it out, and we can do that instead. You guys should ask for really, really salacious questions and then whenever you don't want to answer them you have to plead the fifth and the other person gets to like slap you or something i don't know bam that actually sounds good or ooh, i know this this is very short notice i, I think this is how actual youtubers do it they're like oh my god we need content uh, let's yeah no so anyway, I'll be creating some content with Shocks tomorrow. That'll show up. I still have... I'll tweet salacious questions if you need I them. I think... I'll, don't tweet salacious questions, please. That's like the worst idea. You do not want to encourage people to tweet salacious questions to Shocks. That is like... Well, I like said to you. The worst idea ever. You both uh, get asked this question. Um... And uh, yeah, we're do it if you if you want enter the giveaway exclamation mark giveaway. We're giving away some stuff. If you're watching the YouTube uh, video, uh, you can do that. Uh, if you do exclamation mark PO box or check the description, you can send me stuff. I've gotten one card so far, which I will open uh, the week before Christmas. So if anybody wants to send anything for me and Broden to open, he doesn't even have anything. So if you send him something, at least he'll have something to open. 
Um, and uh, I think that is it. Check out the all the. Keep an eye out tomorrow for all the Netflix stuff that's going to come out. It's going to be cool. Um, and uh, that is Hotline League, episode. 50.